Jim Harbaugh is interviewing with the Chargers, and it's all right on the heels of the National Championship Parade in Ann Arbor this weekend. I'll tell you which way this is going. Plus, quarterback J.J. McCarthy announced his plans for the future. It's all right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. You know, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with your purchase of a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So the Harbaugh job interview, J.J. McCarthy with news. Plus we have some hoops. Caitlin Clark on fire over the weekend again. And our Big Ten Top Ten at the end. You want to hang around for that at the end. Be sure to subscribe down below and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. According to numerous sources, Jim Harbaugh and the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers will uh, meet this week for a formal interview. And, of course, the team has a vacancy at head coach those same sources have indicated that harbaugh has allegedly told those close to him that if offered this specific job he will take it i believe he will as well he's done everything he set out to do at michigan done deal check the box he's 60 years old he has other things he wants to do he wants that super bowl title other career goals it's very understandable and he's gonna get paid no matter where he goes or where he does it Current NFL assistants, they need to wait till January 22nd for in-person interviews, and several good candidates are still coaching playoff teams right now. So Harbaugh's got a little bit of an edge here in that he can jump right on this, and if the Chargers want him, they could jump on him as well. So lots of things to consider here regarding this whole situation. Look, several teams are looking for head coaches, and there's been a lot of Harbaugh interest attached to a lot of them, including the Chargers, the Falcons, the Raiders, the Commanders. But in my opinion, the Chargers gig is the best of the bunch, given that they already have a star in the making, a quarterback at Justin Herbert. Plus, let's face it, I used to live in Los Angeles. The SoCal sunshine isn't too bad either, especially coming out of Ann Arbor in the middle of January where it's bleh. <laughs> I also believe that the interest on the Chargers part is very strong here as well. And given that other candidates really can't interview for a few days uh, and, and given the possible competition for Harbaugh services elsewhere, I'm going to be very interested to see if the Chargers let Harbaugh leave without a huge deal once they do talk to him. Now, the team has reportedly invited the team, the Chargers, has reportedly invited 11 candidates to speak with them so far. I mean, they're doing their due diligence. They're getting the, the uh, invitations for interviews out and about. Don't forget, there's the Rooney rule. 
they have to interview at least two minority candidates in person before making any final decision. Now, I'm not sure if that's happened yet. Uh, maybe it has, maybe it has. I don't know. But Harbaugh, in the meantime, can literally do anything he wants, wherever he wants, and be paid whatever he wants. He's, he's got all the leverage here. It's an ideal situation. Um, don't forget, he's also got that 10-year, $120 million contract extension offer at Michigan waiting for him. So that number, by the way, may have to be adjusted. We look like It looked like when we heard about it a month or two ago, it was going to be ridiculous. It was going to make him the highest-paid coach in the Big Ten and close to it in college football. But that number may have to be adjusted because, first of all, he's got leverage and multiple people want him. And everybody who's anybody in college football got a raise this week. Why? You know why. Because Nick Saban left Alabama. And that's one of the marquee jobs. And all the big-time head coaches, all their schools immediately scrambled to find an extra five or ten mil here or there for all their guys so that they keep them and that their coaches didn't leave for the Alabama job. So between Harbaugh's leverage and Nick Saban retire, everybody's getting paid. Everybody. Everybody's getting paid in college football. So a lot happening in college football. Now, Wolverine's athletic director, Ward Manuel, you know, he was out there playing to the crowd a little bit during the parade, which was through the streets of Ann Arbor on a 15-degree day, and it all ended up in Chrysler Arena for all the speeches and the trophy presentation and all that. He said to the crowd that he was doing everything he could to keep this man appointed to Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. And to that, the crowd was chanting 10 more years, 10 more years. That's what they wanted. I mean, it's great to be Jim Harbaugh right now. Now, the other thing to consider here, some think that negotiations have already been underway behind the scenes with the Chargers and Harbaugh at this point. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about it here on this podcast that Harbaugh hired the services of NFL super agent Don Yee. And it was thought uh, maybe by some that preliminary figures have already been going back and forth at this point. So with a strong offer already on the table for Michigan, I mean, why would you need the services of ye unless you were leading toward a jump to the NFL? One more thought here on the Chargers. You know, they also have a GM opening as well. Fire the coach and the GM at the same time. They could offer Harbaugh one of those sweet deals where you're the head coach and you have final say on personnel. Guys love that. They absolutely do. Or at least hire a Harbaugh-friendly GM here. But that wasn't the only news on Sunday that uh, um, involving Michigan football course, uh, Harbaugh's favorite quarterback of all time, J.J. McCarthy. He declared for the NFL draft as well. He said that uh, uh, he is going. He's going to enter the draft and forego his final year of eligibility at Michigan. This may also be a factor in Harbaugh's decision-making, right? So let's talk about J.J. McCarthy for just a minute. I mean, he went through the parade, had all the fun and all that. And um, right after the speeches at Chrysler Arena, then on Sunday, he announced that he was indeed going to the NFL. By the way, the NFL draft will be held nearby in Detroit in April of 2024. So under J.J. McCarthy's time there, went 40 and 3. Now, he wasn't the starter the, that first year. He was the last two years. Remember, Kate McNamara was there, too. So as a starter, J.J. McCarthy went 27-1. and one. Pretty good. 
over the last two years. And he saw the Wolverines beat Ohio State and Penn State for three straight years. And he saw Michigan win three straight Big Ten championships and make it to the college football playoffs three straight years. And, of course, capped off his tenure this year with a perfect 15-0 and record and a national championship win over Washington. Nicely done. It, it, like Harbaugh, he's kind of done all he can do, unless he just so much loved the college experience he wanted to come back. But uh, he may go higher than you think in the draft. Uh, he will not be remembered at Michigan for posting gaudy stats. Back this season, he completed 72% of his passes. Well, okay, that might be gaudy in and of, of itself. But he wasn't a high-volume passer. He threw for just under 3,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, and just four interceptions. In fact, three of those came in one game back in September. And he owned the nation's third best QBR rating at 88.3. Also rushed for 200 yards and three touchdowns along the way. So all in all, very good season and a very good career. But I will always remember J.J. McCarthy for being the guy that made the right play at the right time almost all the time. That part almost flawless when you look at what he did. And then his leadership. His teammates just loved playing with him. And I think it was mutual. So multiple mock drafts for the NFL already have him going as a first-round pick, right? And again, he didn't throw up crazy numbers. He wasn't in the Heisman talk uh, much into the season. But remember, this year's draft is one of the deepest at quarterback we've ever seen. You've got former Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams, North Carolina's Drake May, you know, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. I could go on and on. Um, so, I, you know, how many are going to go in the first round? I don't know. Um also, as expected, Blake Corum, the running back for Michigan, he announced he was going to the draft. In fact, a bunch of guys announced that they were going into the NFL draft at Michigan. So it's been a big day and a big weekend for all of them as they plan their futures, and that includes Jim Harbaugh. So we, I think we'll know pretty soon what's going on with him and everybody else. What do you think? We'd love to hear from you, of course. Uh, you can always hit me up with a note at Twitter, at X, at TalkBig10, number 10, my website, talkbig10number10.com, and also on YouTube as well. So we have some more news around the Big Ten, some basketball. Uh, Caitlin Clark embarrassed a pretty good Hoosiers basketball team on national TV this weekend. We'll get to all that. And I've got a word for you, Pac-12 teams, fans of those teams coming over to the Big Ten. All that is coming up here in just a second, right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, the NFL season, the regular season's over. We're in the midst of the playoffs here and a lot going on. And it's never too late for you to join FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. There's so many things you could do. Point spreads, um, money line, that's just win-loss. You can do prop bets, over-unders, but they also have some other interesting things you can check out, and it's very easy to read and follow on this on this app. They got uh, live same-game parlays. You can find bets that, you know, if you're looking for something, you're not really sure what you want to jump on. They got a new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's always cool. Best way to find popular parlays. A whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I would also recommend to you during the playoffs Take the unders on these games. Two reasons. Number one, defenses. I mean, it's it's about a lot of having you gotta have a good defense in the postseason. Keep the scores down. Points are at a premium. 
Plus, you're going to get inclement weather in a lot of these games, as we have seen. You're going to get some lower scores. So keep that in mind, maybe. Just a tip for me to you. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day, especially every dayers out there. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe. And help. We blew through 6,000 subscribers this weekend. Thank you. If you haven't done it yet, feel free. Join our club. We're all in. Uh, you can share and follow like Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. And speaking of you guys, if you're new, I want to make mention of this because we've done a lot of stories and a lot of uh, podcasts that have featured some of the new Pac-12 teams coming over into the Big Ten, obviously with Washington being in the national championship, also Kalen DeBoer taking the Alabama job. A lot of and We've gotten tremendous response on it. And, of course, while that Oklahoma job was open, or Oklahoma, the uh, Alabama job was open when Nick Saban left, we uh, we did Friday. We did a podcast basically on Oregon and the future there and how it looks pretty good. With Dan Lanning, because he was mentioned for a moment as a possible candidate at Alabama, he turned it down and wanted to stay because things are so good right now in Oregon. Anyway, we got a lot of tremendous response on that podcast, and especially in the comments. It was a lot of you were like, hey, it feels a little weird seeing Oregon stuff in uh, a Big Ten podcast, but this is cool. I feel the same way. Uh, we're very excited to have Oregon, Washington, Southern Cal, and UCLA come to the Big Ten. It seems like you guys are excited about it, too. And as we go on and on, we'll do more and more stories where we treat those four Pac-12 schools as actual Big Ten schools. We're not going to wait till the summertime. Uh, if there's something happening, we're going to talk about it. So welcome aboard. Thank you. And I would really appreciate it if you're new. Tell a friend about us that, uh, hey, Locked On Big Ten whether it be on YouTube or wherever you get your audio podcast, invite them to check it out with you. It would really help us out. We really appreciate it. So we're looking forward to growing and, and being big and, and moving on with the addition to the Big Ten. So I wanted to say that. Now, speaking of Kalen DeBoer, of course, as he left Washington to take the Alabama job, you know, this is a classic case of somebody striking while the iron's hot, fresh off of a national championship appearance. He's parlaying that experience into taking one of the most high-profile college football jobs in the country and he's moving fast you know he was at um sioux falls for five years won three national championships he was at fresno state for two years he was at washington just for two years i figure between you and me he'll have about two years to prove himself at alabama before everybody gets restless with the honeymoon over there he might be able to do it he might be able to do it i know you guys at washington were, were uh you enjoyed him and probably very sad to see him go his overall record in coaching at all these places, 104 wins and 12 losses. Remarkable. So, look, he's got a great one-loss record, and at Alabama, he'll have everything at his disposal that he needs to win. But we, like you, are interested in Washington's next move, and it looks like Arizona's Jed Fish will be the next head coach out there at Washington. So staying in the Pac-10 family before you move to the Big Ten. Look, it's an important hire. This first season of the Big Ten is a big deal. And coming in as the defending national champion runner-ups, it's it's a big deal. going to get a lot of attention. I was curious going into the weekend, and I'll be curious to hear what you think, whether offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb was going to get that job. And I was wondering, would he take that job and step up? 
or would he come with DeBoer to Alabama? Because he's been with him at a lot of different stops, and that is indeed the case. Uh, Grubb is going to come to Tuscaloosa and be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Remember, Saban tried to hire him away from Washington last year, so it appears he was destined to end up in Tuscaloosa one way or the other. Again, your thoughts on Twitter and uh, X Talk Big Ten, and of course uh, on you, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, this weekend in men's hoops, in addition to Michigan State ending its two-game losing streak uh, with the defeat of Rutgers, seventy-three to fifty-five, fifth-year senior and walk-on Stephen Izzo, yes, that's Tom Izzo's son, scored his first bucket. Been there five years, finally scored a bucket. The place went nuts. I don't know if you saw it. It was pretty cool. They were delighted by that. You know, he's 5'8", he's 150 pounds, and he's actually been in for garbage time for like 43 games and never scored. So he finally bounced it in. It went in there. And, oh, by the way, he was fouled on the play, went to the free throw line, hit his free throw, old-fashioned three-point play. So congratulations. It was, it was a fun moment over the weekend. If you didn't see it on social media, check it out. Uh, we'll probably have something on that on our Tuesday tweets as well. Also, Jameer Young scored 28 points on Sunday as Maryland went into Illinois and upset the 10th-ranked Fighting Illini 76-67. to If you're watching this here on Monday, it's uh, it's MLK Day, of course, um, but there's also some matinee basketball, Ohio State and Michigan. That uh, That's always a rivalry, no matter what sport they're playing. The matinee is on Fox if you want to check it out, noon Eastern. Plus, Iowa is at Minnesota at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Big Ten Network tonight. In women's hoops, in case you missed it, over the weekend, Saturday night, I don't know, maybe you're watching it, maybe you're watching NFL playoffs, whatever. There's stuff on. Number three, Iowa, the Lady Hawkeyes, they beat Indiana easily. Indiana's a good team now. 84-57. to But I think the most astonishing thing about that. You've heard all about the news of the the blizzards all over the country, the inclement weather. Well, man, they, they were they were advising people not to travel at the state of Iowa, and thirteen thousand people showed up Saturday night for this game, a nationally televised game on Fox. Uh, Caitlin Clark did Caitlin Clark things. She scored uh, thirty points and had eleven assists in this game, and the Lady Hawkeyes took sole possession of the top of the Big Ten with a win. It was Clark's 53rd double-double of her amazing career. Iowa is now 17-1, 6-0 the Big Ten, and owns a 14-game winning streak. The Lady Hoosiers, they had themselves a 13-game winning streak before that was snapped in the game. They fall to 14-2, 5-1 of the Big Ten. So it was a couple of the best of the Big Ten going head-to-head, and it was all Iowa, all Caitlin Clark. And I, I think it kind of took Indiana back a little bit, to be honest with you. Iowa's back in action tomorrow already, Tuesday night. Got a home game against Wisconsin on Peacock. All right, so a lot going on between the football and the basketball into this weekend as we start a brand new week, which promises to have a lot more news. Speaking of sports news, I don't know if you're aware of it. Maybe you are. We talk about it a lot. But the Lockdown Network has launched the first ever sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7. covers the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. This show, Locked On Big Ten, also will appear in the rotation over there as well. It's just a constant chain of Locked On shows every half hour. 
and some news updates along the way as well. So check it out. You can go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe there after you subscribe here. Thank you. And it's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So we'll uh, check that out. Now, at the beginning of every week, we always like to present our top 10, Big 10 top 10 observations of the weekend. And we will share those with you. We'll see what made the list, see if we left anything off. You can let me know. It's next here on the Lockdown Big Ten. I know that we come to sports to escape the serious things going on in life or the craziness of life. But let's talk about a moment by being prepared for real life. And according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that can be pretty scary for some people. You can't imagine if you're maybe you're a parent and you don't have medicine for your kid. That uh, that's that's something that's not good. It may put you in a bad spot, right? You feel bad. There are uh, supply chain issues, and it prevents some people from getting the life-saving medication that they actually need. But thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. They have a Jace case it goes right to your door uh, in the mail. It looks like this. I have one here. Uh, I got the you know uh, antibiotics right there. Very cool little package to have. Put it away for emergency use. And they have uh, this case has five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, lots of stuff you can think of. Uh, anything that can happen to us, any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter, and it will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On. Get $20 off your order. Again, that's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. All right, it is about that time for us to post up our Big Ten Top Ten observations from the weekend. So we'll put these on screen. If you're just listening on audio, we will uh, we'll have these for you here. Uh, I'll describe them for you. And I'm going to put them up right now. And we're going to start off with the Top Ten with the Maryland Terps. Why do I mention the Maryland Terps at number 10? Well, they're uh, going into... Uh, number 10, Illinois, this past weekend, and they won. That's the, the 176 67 goal. That's a pretty tough place to play for them. And they got the road win against the 10th ranked team in the country. So, congratulations to the Maryland Terps. Also, uh, I want to give a shout out at number nine to Stephen Izzo, Michigan State Stephen Izzo, his first basket in five years. Pretty exciting moment. Again, it's blowing up on social media. Their win over Rutgers, 73 to 55. Also, the Iowa Hawkeye fans, the Lady Hawkeye fans, 13,000 of them showing up in a blizzard just to see Caitlin Clark win, right? Pretty special player. It would have been real easy to stay at home and, uh, and watch it on national TV. So we want to give a shout-out number seven to Iowa's Caitlin Clark, her 53rd double-double, uh, 31 points and 11 rebounds in that game. And also, we'll go ahead and mention at number six, the uh, the Lady Hawkeyes who won that game against Indiana. That was a battle of two ranked teams, two teams atop the Big Ten. And that was a humongous win. And they made it look so easy. 
really easy. All right, let's go on to some other things here. How about uh, shout out at number five to Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel. Trying to thread the needle here. He was at the parade. He was at the podium on uh, Saturday. Trying to play up to the crowd that, hey, he's doing everything in his power to keep Jim Harbaugh in at Michigan. I don't know if he uh, if he's going to be able to do it or not, but uh, he's gonna wants to let everybody know that uh, that he's doing everything he can. All right, here at number four, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, big speech about uh, team number one forty four, as they like to call it, and their long history of Michigan, all about team winning the championship, and of course the crowd there uh, yelling uh, 10 more years, ten more years, and the Michigan football parade in general was pretty cool who doesn't love a parade that's why you got to put it here in the top three the championship parade finally and then i'll give a shout out to that crowd at the parade was the the temperatures were like 15 degrees there was in the teens it was brutal a brutal michigan day and people were lined in the streets of ann arbor to see the football team of course they wisely all wound uh into chrysler arena where it was nice and warm for the presentations and the speeches and all that stuff going on out there. And speaking of that, uh, you know what? Real quick, if I can put the Michigan parade crowd in there, you know, there are people at um, Iowa going, hey, we drove through a blizzard to see Caitlin Clark, which which is better. Well, at least you eventually got inside, both of you. Both had to deal with a lot of bad weather. And finally, at number one, I'm putting the Michigan trophy toss. Now, I don't know if you saw this or not. Somebody's up at the podium. They're speaking about how great Michigan is. And in the back, they're moving the, you know, the crystal-shaped football. That's the trophy for the college football national championship. They're handing it from player to player. And right behind the podium, it goes to J.J. McCarthy. Well, there's a couple of gaps in the seat between McCarthy and Mike Sanderstall, who had the game-winning interception. And instead of handing him the $30,000 trophy, crystal glass trophy, J.J. McCarthy winks and makes eye contact at him, and he tosses it to him. Good hands by Sanderstall. That's why he's going to the NFL, too. He caught it. (laughs) What would that have been like? Dropping that crystal right there in front of everybody. But they didn't. They didn't. It was a good toss. J.J. McCarthy's always good for a good throw. Mike Sanders still always good for the uh, interception. <laughs> it, but it made number one on our list, on our uh, Big Ten Top Ten list of things I observed over the weekend. Did we leave anything out? Feel free to interact with me. Let me know on Twitter or X at Talk Big Ten. You can also hit me up on YouTube as well and uh, get your comments out there. Don't forget our website, talkbig10number10.com. And again, if you haven't, be sure to subscribe uh, and help us out a lot. That gets you in our Big Ten Club. We're all together in this, and uh, it's only going to get bigger and better. So thank you very much for all that. Thank you for those of you that helped us push past 6,000 subscribers just this weekend. We started with 1,200 in uh, June, June, July, when we took over. So it's growing fast, about 1,000 a month or so. And uh, it's going to keep growing. It's going to be great, especially when we get all you Pac-12 te- uh, Pac people out there, Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA. going to grow, and it's all because of you guys. Thank you very much. In addition to subscribing, if you listen on audio only, of course, don't forget you could uh, like and share us as well. You can share us no matter how you view this. 
And um, wherever you get your latest uh, podcasts, we're there. So check out Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it is available each and every day. And once again, don't forget that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube called Lockdown Sports Today. You can subscribe to that as well. Well, that'll do it. We're rolling through another week, keeping our eye out for all the big news that's happening out there, storylines, opinions. That's what we do. Thanks again, as always, for checking us out for Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman.